0: Hello and welcome to the Tech Edition podcast for November twentieth, twenty seventeen, Thanksgiving week, Black Friday week. Oh yeah, uh, thank we'll be thankful for what we have, and then we'll go uh, kill people to get <laughs> uh, tickle me Elmos or whatever the hot toy is. I guess the hot toy is what the Switch or the I, SNES classic. I don't, I don't even know. I, I
1: oh don't yeah, know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I would no, I would probably say the Switch, but I mean I don't know what the r- hot regular toy is, non video game-y.
0: Oh yeah, there is one thing that we didn't um talk about that, that we didn't discuss previously that I kinda want to talk about, just kinda off the top. What you got? Uh so you know the S and classic, they're very, very um in demand and they're very rare, right? Yeah, so what I what I've been noticing is a couple of my Facebook friends they posted, "Oh yeah, we, I got this as an early Christmas gift or whatever and um going to get some classic gaming in." People that I mean may or may not be technically inclined. Um and I took a look at some of these consoles that they were posting in their bootlegs. One of my friends, she posted one, I was like, "Um that's a bootleg." And she deleted my post off her <laughs> off her Facebook thread, but apparently since Nintendo won't fill the market for these A lot of knockoff companies have been making counterfeit um, NES, SNES classic machines. Oh, okay. And um, I I, I just thought it was interesting.
1: Well, I'll follow that statement up by asking you, what is the real harm in this case of having a knockoff machine?
0: (laughs) Well, well, normally I wouldn't really care, but for these, for a lot of them, um, they're – well, I guess they don't want to get sued, so they don't even have like the official games on them. Uh-huh. They'll have like palette swapped Super Mario Whoa, or like you know or like like the Japanese version of some of the games. I mean, it's just like all this, you know, it's kind of a toss up as to whether or not you'll actually get the the official games. See. Um and I and I feel like if you're going to spend 50 bucks for a fake console, just get, buy a Raspberry Pi Zero for 5 bucks and throw you some emulators on it. I mean, it's just a waste of money, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: Well, I mean, that's what I thought it would be, just a highly um, customized em- uh, emulator that's in this small form factor. That's that's kind of what I thought it would be. I, I really didn't anticipate the knockoff games, but I guess uh, they're doing that. I mean, and then you got like Hyperkin and all these other companies that are pretty much making, not knockoff Nintendos, but they're like using the bases of of um of of reverse engineering to make these consoles so it's kind of i don't know i I see this is just like another one of those
0: yeah i just feel like it's it's kind of sad for nintendo because they're just leaving so much money on the table i feel like they will they would sell as many of these as they can make but they're just i don't think it's really a big focus for them they're probably more concerned with switch right now but it just kind of sucks
1: yeah, uh, and we didn't put this in a doc either, but have you seen the latest NPD numbers?
0: I have not. Yeah. How's the Switch selling?
1: Yeah. Let's see if we can pull them up. But I think, uh, I heard on another podcast, I think the Switch and the NES classic are both, uh, this NES classic are both like in the top five, maybe the top two, if
0: I remember correctly. Uh, oh, wow. That's interesting. Yes. Uh, I clicked the Forbes article, but it, redirected me to something else what the, oh, okay here we go October 2017 MPD switch number one gaming hardware SNES classic number two that's ridiculous <laughs> that's really ridiculous man they, yeah yeah that's crazy and they can't make enough of either one of these and they're still they really can't too I mean I'll go into Walmart and they'll have switches and then I go the next day or make my round around Walmart and they're gone like they don't they don't last long <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, I think they finally realized the dream out of putting their their big boy console in the small form factor and seems seems to be working.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently they sold around six hundred and sixty seven thousand units of hardware this month, which is ridiculous. Wow.
1: So do we want to go ahead and talk <laughs> about
0: uh the, the
1: switch outselling the the Wii U in year one?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Holy crap. It's on pace to sell 14 million units this fiscal year. That is insane. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know how many the Wii U sold, but um yeah, it's probably not that many.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm not hating. It's good to oh, see. Oh, okay, I'll take it back. back. So it
0: says it says the Wii U sold 13 million, 13.56 million units since 2012. Yeah, wow. and it's yeah, it's been out 5 years and selling out selling first year. Wow, that is, wow, <laughs> that is ridiculous, dude. And it's funny, like, I I back on Nintendo a lot, but, I mean, this has been happening since, like, the, the N64, uh-huh. where, like, I feel like Nintendo, they'll have a console that sells like crazy, and then they'll enjoy the smell of their own farts and stop trying to innovate, and then the next console just goes kaput. I mean, you have N64 GameCube, then the Wii, then the Wii U, and now the Switch. It's just, it feels like it's a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, I don't know. It's like yeah. a dink, dink and dunk. <laughs> I don't <laughs> well, know. I mean,
1: it, 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 I mean, it's funny because you know, and I get Nintendo credit when I first, or when people in general first saw the Wii. Most people like, what the crap? You know, Nintendo making one another one of their crazy and wild controllers again, <laughs> and it actually worked. And you know, like you just said, they took it a little bit too far and tried to make a freaking iPad the controller (laughs) that you couldn't take anywhere and it didn't work. So, you know, I feel
0: like they kind of took a lot of the spirit of the Wii U with the switch, but they just made it like way more practical, more better. (laughs) Yeah. And, and actually portable. Like that was the thing for me. It was like, I got this big controller screen and I can't really do anything with it outside of the house or, you know, I can't really take it anywhere or, I don't even think you could hook two of the screen controllers up to the same uh, Wii U. Yeah, that was kind of the obvious question that everybody asked when they
1: first debuted that controller. It's like, what the, you can't, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take
0: it outside. Yeah. Take it out on a stroll. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, man, I recently uh, got my Xbox One X in.
0: Oh yes. How 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 is that? I I have to admit your unboxing <laughs> video made me very jealous with the 4K TV <laughs> in the background. Nah, don't be jealous,
1: man. Don't be jealous. Um I'm still, you know, I think it's weird for me because I got the 4K TV and the Xbox One at at the same time. So it's kind of hard for me to tell am I seeing this increased fidelity because I got the 4K TV or is it the console? So I think a better test might be for me to hook up the Xbox One X to my old 1080p to see if
0: I see any improvement in the games. Because maybe I, you should hook your just your Xbox One up to the 4K TV. Uh,
1: yeah, oh, that's that's even better. Yeah, maybe I
0: <laughs> I feel like that would be the more yeah. apt comparison, especially since um since the 4K is literally four times the resolution. Yeah, of the um 1080p, it scales perfectly. So. Yeah. It'll still look decent, but you should be able to tell the difference, you know, the graphical fidelity or whatever. Oh, and
1: it, it does look really good, and it runs really, really well. A few games I've been testing with is uh, Titanfall 2. I've been playing that. It looks freaking beautiful. But to me, it looked beautiful before, but you can tell it's— So
0: did they 4K that one? Yeah,
1: that's an enhanced game. Yeah. Okay. That, that, okay. Also, um, Gears of War 3 is an enhanced game, and that's a 360 game, and it looks pretty good on the freaking— uh,
0: 4K TV. I mean, it. Oh, wow. I didn't realize they were doing 360 games, 4K as well.
1: Yeah, there's a few 360 games. Um, I think I only have like six or seven so far that are 4K or uh, enhanced as they, they say it. So I'm still testing. I've been testing with some apps, you know, some video apps. I'm not sure if it's 4K or not, or the TV doing an excellent job upscaling it. So I have a TCL panel, which is supposed to be the best, um, reviewed affordable panel. Uh and I think it's in the you can get it in a six, seven range, uh, seven hundred dollar range. But uh what is the name of the review site that does all the gadgets? I can't remember of the the name
0: of is it, it Robert Aaron Her- Heron site? No,
1: not him. Um it'll come to me. I'll put it in the show notes. But it's it's, it's definitely one of the highest rated panels you can get at the fifty fifty five inch uh spec. And yeah, man, like some stuff I can tell looks way better, but it's just hard for me not having that 1080p right beside it to discern some of that. And it might be because I'm old. I don't know. (laughs) And and I'm not sitting, I'm sitting like, you know, a good distance away from the television. So that might be another reason I can't tell a lot of stuff, but I can tell the HDR stuff as well, looks really good. Like, if, if I have, like, the lights off in the living room and I have something playing that's mostly black on the screen, you won't see, like, any light emitted from any of the blacks. It's just dark, dark. dark oh, solid. so
0: you got HDR as well? Yeah, yeah, it has HDR as well. So. Nice. I'm so, jelly. I don't think my TV's HDR. Yeah, so that stuff
1: is really cool. And, like, even, like, when you see the, uh, the, uh, game screen launching, if it goes to HDR it'll put something in the corner of the screen and like you'll instantly tell the difference of how the whites even look on the screen once it switches to that mode. So, I mean, this is not a review or anything, but I'm still kind trying kind of trying to gauge um <laughs> what it is uh, that I'm looking at in a 4K world. Uh it's just also new to me. But but I am enjoying it. It does look great, and you know I did watch the last episode of Star Trek Discovery before the fall break in, on that TV, and it looks so phenomenal. Do,
0: do they do four K Star Trek?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. I there's nothing on the app that tell me it's they're broadcasting in four K. Like the only, only stuff I know for sure is four K is like Amazon has four K Ultra uh yeah select uh, library that you can view for the CBS All Access access. I just don't know. I don't even know if it's 1080p. It just doesn't tell you anywhere. So maybe I should like go online and research that a little bit. Uh Netflix, you had to pay a higher tier for the 4K. Oh, though, that sucks. Though the stuff I've watched still looks really, really good. That's 1080p, so I, I, it may be the power of the TV that's making that stuff look so good. But, yeah, I have no complaints right now. Everything I looked at has looked pretty good. One thing I have noticed is that, um, you know, we have our Plex server to where we have some shows that we may have ripped or got other places.
0: <laughs> yeah, you definitely notice the lower bitrate stuff. That stuff looks like garbage, and I think
1: I'm <laughs> stop downloading it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I actually have a couple 4K videos on my Plex. If you want to check them out, um, I might have to, man. I might have to.
1: And you know what? And we mentioned, you know, uh, how before how uh, making music so easy to get kind of thwarts the pirating. But I think in this case, I think the higher fidelity televisions we kind of saw a little bit with 1080p. It, you know, it made it a little bit harder to get high quality stuff as far as pirate pirating, You know, on your TV. Well, but well, I one think-
0: thing I, I've noticed is that, like, when I, you know, when I do acquire um <laughs> videos um from wherever. One thing I've noticed is that I, I usually have to get the higher file sizes now where yeah. I can't just get a movie that's like a gig. I have to get the one that's 10 gig. Oh, heck to the nah. Um, or 16 gig, <laughs> which is not that big a deal for me because I'm yeah. on fiber. But yeah. it you, you you definitely tell a difference. I feel like bit, bit rate is much, much more important than resolution when it comes to like nice televisions because you notice that bit rate right off the jump yeah. if it's not – um. If it's if it's not good enough, you just yeah. you instantly notice it.
1: But but again, I think that's just another way to dwarf uh, dwarf the pirating of of, uh, of content. Uh, Very true. Very higher true. quality, bigger file size is a little more harder to, to get. But uh, like you just mentioned, as, as speeds become faster and and uh, a gig a internet is pretty much everywhere, it'll you know probably
0: um, like go back to the way it was. <laughs> yeah. So like give you an example. So I ripped Looper, the movie with um Bruce Willis and um J- Joseph Gordon Levitt, and I ripped it at a low bit rate. It's like five gigs and it doesn't look very good. But I ripped Ender's game, the the ultra HD oh, glory of that and, that, and it's twenty three I ripped it at a higher bit rate. It's twenty three gigs and it good looks God, phen- phenomenal. What
1: kind of hard drives do you have, man? <laughs> um long. I actually
0: have uh, my Plex, my Plex server is on a three gig, a three terabyte hard drive, um, and it's about probably about half full. I mean, once you get over two terabytes, I mean, it's like it's it's nothing. Okay, so I have one point one eight terabyte free on my three. Jeez. And I keep all my programs on a terabyte hard drive. My OS and my OS is on the SSD and NVMe, and then I have another SSD like a, um, what is it? The um, Evo eight fifty. Mm -hmm. Um, just a regular SSD that I have on my games on. It's a 500 gig. And then I just put like the programs and the slower stuff on the big, big storage. And it's funny because I actually want to get me some bigger hard drives for Black Friday. Actually, um, Best Buy is going to have a eight terabyte, um, my, my easy store or my store, whatever they call it, external hard drive for 129 bucks. Wow, and um, is, that's what? that's insane. That's normally like three hundred dollars.
1: So I SSD? I definitely
0: yeah I definitely want to try to snipe one of those because you can shuck it out of the external and it's I think it's like a Western Digital Red, which oh, is like wow. one of their better drives. Um, so yeah, pro tip there. Yeah, one I, thing. One one thing I did want to ask you about the Xbox One X before we get off of it mm-hmm. is, did you note, know, have you noticed any difference in the load times? Do, do games load faster?
1: Yeah, generally pretty faster, I, I think. But one thing I do notice, and I think Microsoft really has <laughs> fixed this, they've gone through several iterations to try to make their UI better, but they never make it better. They just make it different. It's,
0: I, Yeah, I'm really not a fan of the new dashboard. I like the previous revision much, much more because it's like I got to figure out where everything is again. It's like yeah, I'm almost like just
1: bring back blades, man. (laughs) Because
0: they keep yeah, yeah. One of our friends, um, I think it's Jesse Backstrom. He was joking, but he was like, he was like, Microsoft, if you want me to buy Xbox One X, bring back the blades.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's cool what they're doing. You know, every few years you get a fresh coat of paint on your uh. Console, But to me, they still haven't found that secret sauce, man, which makes it just kind of a pain to, like you just said, relearn everything each time when they don't really innovate it. They just change it. You know, <laughs> I don't know. They're yeah. trying. They're trying.
0: Make I know face. exactly what you mean, though. It's yeah, it'd be aggravating. <laughs> hmm. So what do we have next? Since we're on tech, you want to just talk? About, did you download um the new Firefox? Ah uh, yes, I did
1: download it on my work PC and tried it out. It is fast.
0: <laughs> it is like, I mean, Chrome to me it's kind of a wash between Chrome. Well, I say a wash, but it 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 definitely uses less memory. Um and that's like my big a peeve about Chrome, but it it's fast, man. It as far as comparing it to the previous version of Firefox, it's like going from a Xbox to a Xbox 360 or something. It's just it's so much faster.
1: Now, doesn't it use the same? Didn't they switch to use the same engine that um that Chrome uses with this version?
0: Um, so think, are they using WebKit for this? I want to see that what they, it cause, is
1: because I know they did something that broke all the
0: plugins with this version. Oh, it's using. It's using is it using Gecko or WebKit? Uh, Oh, okay, okay. It's I think it's Gecko. Yep, the latest version uses Gecko, hmm. and Safari and Chrome use WebKit.
1: That's interesting.
0: But I mean, it's it's so it's so I don't know what they were using on the last version of Firefox, but it was terrible, terrible as Charles Barkley said.
1: And this one can uh, utilize multi-core processing. It's, it's built to uh, uh, take advantage of multi-core processors, which I thought was really cool. So they yeah. they've done a few things to make it uh make it a, a true competitor. Because man, Firefox used to be the bomb. Uh, Chrome came and kicked it to the curb, and they have been in the background ever since.
0: <laughs> yeah, one thing I do like about Chrome, even though it's a memory hog, it has stayed lean, and I feel like that's one of the problems Firefox. Once it got popular, they just added too much crap onto it. Yeah, agreed. And yeah. slowed it down. But, you know, hopefully we can have a two-dog race again. So I'm excited about that, if nothing else. um, I moved all my – oh, yeah. The other thing I really, really like about the new Firefox is that the bookmark bar is like like half the size or half the girth or I don't know the right <laughs> word. Height, thickness. It's uh, like half the thickness of the the, the – um, Chrome one, and I, I really, really like that. So yeah, if you haven't, if you haven't checked out uh, the new Firefox, definitely do that. It's worth a download. Yeah, do it, do it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, let's see here. All right, this is my last tech thing, I guess. So um, unless you're under a rock, been under a rock as far as like computer hardware goes, um, and AMD has had a bit of a resurgence this year. Uh, earlier this year, they released their Ryzen CPUs, which have pretty much brought them back into the race with uh, Intel. Um, they're very, very competitive, and they're very, very, very competitively priced. Just to give you an example, um, one of the Black, Black Friday deals, the Micro Center is having the R- R7 1700X, which is a 8-core, 16-thread part, is going to be on sale. Well, actually, it's on sale right now for $229. Yeah. Um, And the uh, comparable Intel board, I believe, is like four or five hundred bucks, if that. It may be more than that. It might be like a thousand. I can't remember. But for two hundred twenty nine bucks, that is a steal. And they also released their uh, Vega um, GPUs. And although the Vega GPUs aren't as competitive with NVIDIA as the the Ryzen CPUs are with Intel. They, they, they do signify a bit of a resurgence and they're definitely a good base for AMD to work off of because they've just, they haven't even really tried to put out any high performance parts in like the last few years. So, I mean, it's really good to see them back in the hunt. However, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I feel like I'm talking a lot. No, the no, leader, no, <laughs> the leader of the Radeon technology group, Raja Kadori, um, he's been very like visible And, you know, as far as like their marketing, he, he would go on PC per give, give away Radeon cards and talk about, you know, the whole hype building up to, um, Vega. He was very visible. Um, he actually started with ATI, um, him and the now CEO of, um, AMD. They're both from the ATI group, which AMD purchased a lot, like Probably it was probably been like ten years ago. It's been a few years. They purchased ATI. Yeah. And um, so she became the CEO, and then he became the leader of the Radeon Group. He actually left and worked with Apple for a couple years, and he actually was instrumental in their, you know, them developing their own graphics chips or architectures for their phones. Um, and Ah. if you like, look at the first couple iterations of the iPhone. Compared to like when I guess we were around like the iPhone like five I guess mm-hmm. five or six somewhere in there like the rendering and the gaming performance just like skyrocketed, um and he was instrumental in that and he ended up leaving there and coming back to lead the Radeon group with AMD and now he has resigned from AMD and he is going to Intel.
1: Yeah, this is what I've been hearing about lately. So. What is the deal with him going to Intel? You know, fine for him to to resign. You know that's his right, but isn't Intel too close of a competitor for him to immediately be jumping ship?
0: Well, there's a couple things. So first of all, um, one thing I learned is that in California, the whole no compete thing it doesn't hold up. Um, ah. it you, no compete clauses. Are pretty much un, non-existent <laughs> and even if they are you know they're not something that's enforceable Yeah. so
1: yeah because didn't elon musk like steal a bunch of people from apple <laughs> yeah
0: he did <laughs> and um so there's that and my big question was when he when he left radio and there was a like a day or two gap before we found out where he was going and there was rumors that he was going to intel and i was like so what is he going to do at intel intel doesn't make they make uh like crappy integrated graphics yeah. chips for their um CPUs and they haven't really had a standalone GPU in like fifteen years. It's been a long time since Intel had discrete graphics, but it it appears that Intel's getting back in the game. They will be releasing wow. discrete high performance graphics chips again wow. and. I think that's wonderful. Like I'm really, really excited to have another company yes. to compete with AMD and NVIDIA because that that market is so monopolized right now that this is only going to serve to bring down prices. And I feel like this guy is somebody who can really, really, with the budget that he would get from Intel. Like one of the problems with Radio Technology Group was AMD was struggling in uh-huh. the past few years they've been pouring like 90% of their funds into developing Ryzen and it paid off. But the Radeon group kind of got the back burner and he didn't really have the resources that he needed to make a top tier product. And I mean, when you think about that, that they were kind of like the ready stepchild at AMD and they still released a pretty, you know, pretty capable GPU this, this past year. I, I think it's pretty amazing. And, now that he's gonna have this Scrooge McDuck money bin to like develop a graphics card, it just it makes my mouth water. I'm really really excited to see what he's gonna come up with. Yeah, I mean, I don't
1: know. I think the thing that worries me most about this is, of course, like you said, there's not as much of non-complete com- compete clauses in in California that would pre- pre- uh, that would prevent him from going jumping ship actually. But, uh, I think about that thing with the guy that left Google and went to do the self-driving cars for Uber, Uber. Um, <laughs> it's this dude knows a lot. He knows the inner workings of AMD. How much of that can he actually go and use? Mm-hmm. Um, well, for a different company, you know, cause I mean, he, he was in the trenches and being the leader, he probably help create a lot of that stuff so how much can he use in another company before he starts to run into legal troubles
0: well there's a couple of things the first thing is that with amd and intel so amd as far as cpus go amd and intel they both have patents for cpus and amd actually invented the 64-bit like cpu architecture so all of intel's 64-bit cpus because if you remember in the like that was when AMD was most competitive competitive with Intel it was the early aughts, like two thousand one or two thousand two. They released the AMD sixty four chip, and it just stomped on everything Intel had. And it was a couple of years before Intel could actually catch up. But but they had to actually license their technology from AMD, or license their patents and build their own architecture from it. Hmm. So like now they have like a cross licensing agreement or a cross patent agreement where they can they can use each other's patents and they don't really have to pay anything cuz yeah. I'll let you use my patents you let me use yours we just call it even and i believe amd has that same kind of agreement with nvidia but the thing is i mean i feel like as long as he's not bringing like trade secrets um he'll still be able to work off of those public publicly known patents Yeah, And AMD's already said we're going to enforce our intellectual property to the full extent of the law. They released (laughs) a statement like when he announced (laughs) that he was going to Intel. So I feel like, you know, they have the lawyers for him to be able to, you know, dance around that. (laughs) Wow. But there'll definitely be some cross licensing going on because, I mean, at this point, I feel like you can't develop a graphics card without without using somebody else's tech. uh, Yeah without using their patents, but as long as it's publicly like known stuff, I, I, and there's enough of that for him to be able to develop something I feel like, you know. So,
1: what do you think this three man or three company race will do for the consumer in the long run?
0: Well, um if you don't know, so like next year, if you're going to buy a GPU Like this holiday season, probably if you can find the one you want, this is probably the best time to buy one because next year GPU prices are going to go up. How far up they're going to go, I don't know. But Is that um, Bitcoin related or what what are you basing that on? Well, it's Bitcoin related. We saw a huge jump in GPU prices this year. Just to give you an example, something like an AMD RX 570, which is kind of like a mid-range video card. At the beginning of this year it was selling for like 170 bucks. Now, well well, at the height of the crypto craze this summer, you couldn't get one for like less than $400, but that's aftermarket. Now retail, I think the cheapest one you can find is 220 bucks. Like that's that's a $50 jump for the same card. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like just about every card now, even like the the MSRP for like the 1080 Ti's is is 699. But you probably can't go in a store and find one for less than seven hundred fifty dollars. That's crazy, and, dude. And it's it part of it is because of the crypto craze, and that they're like you had all these people buying all these GPUs. Part of it is memory. Memory prices have gone up. Um, there was a there like I can't remember what company it was. I think it was Hynix. There's there's a couple couple companies that do memory. So there's Hynix, there's Samsung, and there's one more that I can't remember. But anyway, one of those companies had like this, like they had a bad yield on, I think it was DDR5 or it was either DDR5 memory or a high high bandwidth memory, high bandwidth HBM2. One of those, they had a, they had a horrible yield. So there was kind of a shortage there. And part of it is also that these companies have just, they're just, they're just realizing that we can charge more for this memory and there's. <laughs> yeah. Nothing anybody can do about it because there's only like two or three companies that make all the memory for the graphics cards. So it's like, you yeah. know, part of it's greed, but you 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 kind of mix all that stuff together, and you know, the, it's just not a good time. It's not going to be a good time to buy a graphics card next year. And then you have Nvidia releasing their new graphics architecture, Fermi. Is it Fermi? No, no, no. It's not Fermi. It's um, Volta. Volta is their new is their new graphics technology um and that'll be released probably q1 next year so you have that as well they're trying to they're trying to get their production going and they probably just gobbled up a bunch of this memory so there's just not a lot of it to go around yeah well and um yeah it's going to be interesting next year
1: well let me ask you this because i know that that um okay i have a 1060 that Mm -hmm. that's, that's not a new car that's been out a few years right
0: um last. yeah the the 1060s came out in 2016 I believe okay. the 10 series is one yeah 2016 when it came out I,
1: I'm pretty confident I could play any game right now on my 10 1080p monitors and and not you know get a hiccup
0: oh no so, doubt no doubt no so
1: doubt. what is the real craze that is <laughs> driving the the video card innovation right now are we seeing games that are pushing the limits or or w- w- what is I guess I want to know, like, what is actually pushing the video cards forward?
0: Well, one thing you got to realize is that, like, even within the GPU market itself, there's two, like, highly distinct markets. You have the consumer level market, which is the p- per- people that just want to, you know, I want to play Games. everything, yeah. be able to play everything 30 to 60 frames a second, um, and, you know, be able to have the graphics turned up, you know, fairly nice, and... That's kind of the mid-range market, the ten sixties, the RX five seventies, um, like that's that market, and it's a very, very profitable market because that's where they sell the most cards. However, you have another market within the GPU market, which is the enthusiast, and these are the people that are willing to pay a premium to have the best, you know, and to be able to max out everything. Or to run things at higher than 60 frames a second. This is the group of people, they have a high refresh rate monitor.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. It's either 144 hertz with G-Sync or FreeSync or just maybe even just straight up 144 hertz. And um, to get those high frame rates, you just need – it's not so much about being able to turn all the graphics up as it is getting as many frames per second as you possibly can and, um, like I said, being able to turn everything all the way up – and you throw on top of that that most of these enthusiasts have 1440p and higher monitors. Um, The whole yeah. the, the enthusiast thing this year was being able to run 4K at 60 frames a second. <laughs> oh and that is like insane yeah. because as easy as it is to run stuff in 1080p, even on PC running stuff at 4K, 60 frames a second. Like I have a 1080 Ti, which is like one of the pretty much the the best card that NVIDIA makes. And there are games that I wouldn't be able to run at 4K 60 frames a second just yeah. because that's kind of like the holy grail right now. And well, the sentiment is these Volta cars that are coming out next year from NVIDIA are going to be able to do the 4K wow. and um do it well. So, I mean, yeah. even though they're not really practical, <laughs> there's still, um, yeah. still a huge market for them. Yeah, and,
1: I mean, um, I, I just kind of feel like the gap from the mid to high is not as big as it used to be. Of course, oh, it's know, definitely the, the, not, the no. extreme is off in some other world where <laughs> people with ungodly amounts of money are out doing crazy stuff. That's the extreme, man. But to me, just the high to mid is is almost, I'm not going to say blurred, but it's very, very close.
0: You know, NVIDIA, it's funny you mention that because NVIDIA with their last generation of cars, the 10 Series, which you have, like that GTX 1060 that you have is, is pow- let me make sure I'm getting this right. So the 1060 is as powerful as a 980 was. Ah, uh, wow! Which was like the next to highest card. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I'm getting this right. But yeah, there was a huge architectural jump. So we saw like a end over end like a thirty percent increase in performance over the nine hundred over the nine hundred series cards that Nvidia released like previously before the ten series in 2016. They made a huge architectural jump. It wasn't a normal jump by any means. So that is pretty much in part what brought the consumer level gaming closer to like, what what would be considered enthusiast in the previous generation. And I mean, there, there's a couple of reasons for that, but one of the main reasons is like 1080p was a gold standard for so long. Yeah. I guess they were finally able to, you know, optimize it, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like I, I will be shocked if the Volta cars that come out next year have a 30% increase like these <laughs> did. Um, If so, then I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's not likely,
1: but, you know, who knows? And what price? I guess that's another important factor that we're not really talking about.
0: Well, it's funny because um, the GTX 1080, when it came out, was $800, and... um. So in 2016 when the GTX 1080 came out it was 800 bucks. So we knew this this year or I want to make sure I'm getting this right. So no the, I think the 10 series cards came out in 20 Yeah, 2016, early 2016. So and when the when the when the 1080 Ti came out, they dropped the price of the 1080 to 500 bucks, which is which was considered insane at the time. And normally the Ti card is like a thousand dollars and that came in at at like seven or eight at -hmm. the time. So they not only increased the performance by a lot, they also, you know, lower their prices, I guess, in anticipation of uh, AMD re-entering the enthusiast market. So, um, that, that kind of like, it kind of threw the paradigm for a loop. Um, we're kind of in a rarefied air, if you will, as far as like, graphics cards for, for, for computers is like the best time to buy one. And it's also maybe the worst time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that always true of all electronics though? Really?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like at some point you you can wait and wait and wait, but at some point, you know, you're going to have to throw cash down and it will be obsolete within a year. So, so so I want to pivot
1: off of that real quick. And this isn't on our list uh, of stuff we were going to talk about again, but Uh, let's briefly talk about the Star Wars Battlefront 2 fiasco.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) So, what is going on with that, man? Man, it that like I don't even know where to start with that just because, um, (laughs) so it's so funny because, like, critically, like, from what I've read, this is a great game, it's a wonderful game. Um, but it has been, um, just like they pretty much littered the entire game with loot boxes. Yes. So you, you finish around, instead of just getting straight up experience, you get a loot box and your, your progression is kind of random and you have to play X number of hours to actually progress or to unlock like the, the famous characters. Uh, so I think it was, I think it was um. You have to play the game forty hours to unlock a new hero, basically, yes, or you could ra- plunk and, down. And that's I'm a sorry.
1: random hero at that point.
0: Yeah, and or you could pay X number of dollars. I think it's like maybe fifteen, twenty. I don't. I don't even know how much it is, but it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, and some some guy did the math, and you have to play the game like two thousand hours to unlock Darth <laughs> Vader, which is wow. insane because I can't remember the last game I played for two thousand hours. Yeah, and there was this huge, huge fiasco about that on Reddit, and um, somebody from EA responded that we want gamers to feel a sense of accomplishment when they've unlocked a character. And, um, it, that, that response became the most downvoted, (laughs) the most downvoted, um, comment in in Reddit's entire history. That is Um, ridiculous,
1: dude. I saved
0: it. I saved it on my Reddit. I'm going to, I'm going to read you the quote, uh, let's see, saved. So this was the entire quote. The intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking different heroes. As for cost, we selected initial values based upon data from the open beta and other adjustments made to milestone rewards before launch. Among other things, we're looking at average player per credit earn rates on a daily basis, and we'll be making constant adjustments to ensure players have challenges that are compelling, rewarding, and, of course, attainable via gameplay. We appreciate the candid feedback and the passion the community has put forth around the current topics here on Reddit. Our forums and across numerous social media outlets. Our team will continue to make changes, monitor community feedback, and update everyone as soon as often as we can. And now it's sitting at six hundred seventy five thousand downvotes. It's the, it's the most downvoted comment in Reddit history. Wow. And um, apparently you have to this dude that started the thread. He's like, seriously, I paid eighty dollars to have yeah. Vader locked. So um, this is a joke. I'll be contacting EA support for a refund. Um, yeah, and they, that was kind of like the climax of the bad PR, but they just began bad PR all around. I believe sales of this game are down like 60% yeah. from Battlefront one, which is actually not the, it's like third Battlefront, but whatever. That's another discussion. Um, but it's just been a huge PR nightmare and yeah, 60 net so, down 60%.
1: So, I mean, let, let's, let's just quickly talk about a few things that makes <laughs> this really egregious I mean, one, I mean, you covered a few of them, but one, you know, you're paying all this money for this game and you still have almost zero control on which characters you get. And you have to put all these extra hours in just for the possibility to get those characters. Now, from this statement you just read from Reddit from the EA guy, I do understand that in some games you want to be able to accomplish certain things to get certain abilities, you know. That makes sense for a lot of games, but when you take that sense of accomplishment way beyond the scope of what's considered normal for a game for a game and then put microtransactions on top of that, I think that's when you start to run into issues now if this had been i think I heard somebody else say this if if this had been a free to play game and you had these same things in there, it wouldn't be a yeah. big deal
0: it would you're it paying wouldn't. 60 but the fact for the yeah you're paying 60 to uh, 80. dollars I think some of the skews for this game are like 100 and you know why does anybody play Star Wars? You want to be Darth Vader, you yes. want to be Luke, you want to be Rey, yeah. you want to be you know, you want to be one of the famous characters and it's like the 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 overly egregious part of that is that it's not in- instantly accessible or even like unlockable at a reasonable rate. I mean, that's bad enough. But then you throw on all these pay to win microtransactions on the top of it. It just seems like they went a little too far with it. And I, I admit, like the fan reaction was probably a bit of an overreaction. But you know, compared to the first game, they just, they just, it just seems like a total money grab. I mean, and, it's it's all in how you do it. Because I mean, just for example, Street Fighter. For the oh, Street norm- Fighter's bad too. Well,
1: but but I'm I'm talking about in the case of the <laughs> normal characters that are in the game, you just beat the game and it unlocks those characters. Now you have to pay for characters that they release on down the line. But this is not characters that they're releasing later. These are characters that were already in the original shipped game that are just yeah. almost impossible to get.
0: And I just I just um read that they're releasing a new version of Street Fighter Five somewhere, and I bet it'll have all those characters unlocked that... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition, um, that's coming out. I just, I just thought it was funny that you mentioned that. If if Sakura is in there, then I'm definitely gonna buy it because I was really upset that she wasn't in Vanilla Street Fighter Five.
1: This but, this is gonna be like an upgraded version, another SKU. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, it'll
0: be the first major updated version. It'll be forty bucks. So okay. I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with Street Fighter Five, so it it's not that big a deal to me, but. Yeah. It's going to include all 28 characters from the original version of the game. All season in 1 and 2 DLC fighters. So, Sweet. I mean, that's nice. Sweet. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, we didn't mention the end of the Battlefront thing. So, they got so much bad press that they actually backtracked on the whole <laughs> loot box thing. They completely turned it off and um I I I even with that, like I I would not buy the game because once everybody buys a game a couple months from now, they're just gonna turn it back on. Yeah. So Admittedly I, I do want to play it.
1: That that dice engine is like one of the best looking game engines around. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't mind playing it, but but I got I guess I got Battlefront Front One that I haven't played through. Maybe I should play that <laughs> first.
0: <laughs> yeah, I need to play Battlefront One as well. It just it's just it's just a like part of it um Part of it's uh just fanboy overreaction. Part of it is I feel valid as well. Yeah,
1: I think so. <laughs> Don't be messing up the new movie, man. Y'all just yeah.
0: Just, oh yeah, that's Disney stepped in and was like, y'all need to fix this, <laughs> you know, because I I think they were worried it was gonna hurt the um movie. Yeah.
1: Uh, everybody's bought their tickets already. Don't worry about
0: it. <laughs> I know that I is have. true. So, do we want to talk sure. about this um <laughs> Sprint free Hulu thing? So, yeah, um, T-Mobile offers free is a Netflix that T-Mobile offers for free. Yeah, 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 they do. They do,
1: yeah. Which is and, freaking cool.
0: Yeah, Sprint also, like, you can get a six-month trial of title, which I don't have. But um, fr- this Friday, November 17th, you'll be able, if you have Sprint Unlimited, you will be able to get a Hulu subscription for free, which I think is awesome because there's a lot of cool stuff on Hulu now. Yeah. I remember we talked about it a couple years ago. Air, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really into Hulu, but there's a lot of anime on Hulu now, so I'll definitely be utilizing that. Yeah, they have
1: a lot of originals as well. So, yeah, be sure to check out all that stuff out. Marvel
0: Runaways, Property, Property Brothers. Oh, the Future Runaways
1: Man. that comes out. Fr- is it Friday?
0: What? Runaways. Yeah, yeah. And the Future Man is another mm. kind of hero series they got coming out. I've never heard of that one, but I know the Runaways is supposed to be good. I've just been seeing a bunch of commercials for the Future Man thing, so. But, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of excited about Runaways as well, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's not something that will be like, oh, my God, I'm going to get Sprint for this, but if you already <laughs> have Sprint, it's something that, you know, will probably encourage you to stay, maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. The perks,
1: man, I think every uh, service is starting to, to uh, bundle in and where they can to, to keep subscribers, you know, since everybody's uh pretty much unlimited now, it's it's uh yeah you got you got to do what you can to keep the subscriber base.
0: I think Verizon is probably the only one that doesn't really offer anything like that cuz they feel like they're the number one and <laughs> yeah. even though that number one's only 1% better than everybody else, but that 1% includes my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Verizon has so the it best really sucks. coverage. Yeah. They're yeah, if Sprint works just about everywhere, but it does not work in my parents' house, so that's a bummer. <laughs> oh yeah. Cool. All righty. Do we have anything else? Uh do you want to talk about um PUBG and- oh no 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 no. Let's talk about um the Fox deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh Fox were was in talks with the guys over at Disney, right?
0: Yeah. Um there were acquisition talks between Fox and Disney and um <laughs> That would be pretty a- huge, man that will be oh huge. wow! I think Fox is looking to be bought. Um, they're well, they're not looking to be bought. They're looking to sell off. Fox Megacorp is looking to sell off. Um, Twentieth Century Fox, which is their film division, because they want to focus on other markets or not markets. They want to focus on other parts of the business. And you know, movies are kind of down now. You know, unless you're Star Wars or Marvel movies are. People aren't going to the movies as much, and um, so yeah, so they've been talking, and this would just be like a match made in heaven because Fox has distribution rights and you know IP rights to some um properties from uh, companies that Disney's acquired, like um, yeah, yeah the Marvel. Marvel, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all the X, the mutant characters, that's all, Fox. yeah, X Men, Deadpool, yeah. um, was there one more? I uh, think else. there's like
1: a new mutant movie that's coming out, but but um I don't know. I think this this
0: probably it. Yeah, and they also 20th Century Fox also owns the digital rights to the first Star Wars, and they Which own those in per- per- perpetuity. So only way Disney will be able to get those back is if they buy F- 20th Century Fox. Uh uh-huh. Um, they also have the distribution rights to Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back but i feel i think it's like in 2 years those will revert back to disney Dude. but the first the first movie they it won't revert well I, i'm gonna tell you how big this is
1: and i mean it's freaking huge uh one because Disney's recent shareholder call, they talked about how and we already known this for a while, but they talked about how they're getting ready to bolster their frickin Disney all access or whatever they're going to call it service. They're bringing all their movies back in house off other streaming services. They're going to have original shows, original Star Wars content. And they have talked about making Star Wars movies out the yin yang in the future. So they are really, really getting ready to bolster their service. On top of that, all the Marvel properties properties they have coming back in house. I don't know if they'll still have um these partnerships with like Hulu and Freeform and Netflix to do offshoot shows. I'm not sure about that. But as far as the movieverse go, they're pulling all those completely back into their, their Disney service. And it would just bolster that service so, so much more if they were able to pull in Fox into that. Uh, and maybe even bring, you know, X-Men back into the full, the family of, of, of what, uh, Marvel has done so far, the MCU.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because like, um, You know, I, one thing I forgot about was Fantastic Four. That's also oh, one yeah. that Fox yeah. owns. And it's like nobody's been able to make a decent Fantastic Four movie. So I it'd like be nice I like Jessica to Alba. I like uh, <laughs> Jessica Alba and Captain America's brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that, yeah. The other movies weren't <laughs> great, but they were okay for their time. You gotta remember when the, the first ones came out. That was when Spider Man was kicking off and Blade. Yeah, so that's the what they ball had to compete era with
0: of superhero movies. Hey, those movies were <laughs> Blade was good. Blade so was, was probably the only one that I feel like would hold up today Spider-Man as far as like 1, where dude. superhero movies are. Spider Man One, dude, Tobey Maguire. Well, yeah, yeah, awesome the first movie. one. Yeah. The third one is horrible. But but it looks like it. Sony's also looking at Fox as well. So. That could be interesting if Sony uh, buys them. Don't,
1: don't, don't, don't. don't. <laughs> Please don't.
0: <laughs> Jeez. That would suck. Anyway. But, so, yeah, what else we got? Uh, is that it? I um, PUBG coming to Xbox One. I'm, there's oh, not yeah. really a whole lot to say about that. Version 1.0? Ba- the what? It's going to be
1: version 1.0? <laughs> Finally?
0: Yeah, yeah. They need to fix the ba- the rubber banding and the ad vaulting, which they might have yeah. vaulting in the game now.
1: Which I think vaulting pl- is in the current... Beta chain, J- yeah. Beta channel one of the beta channels, so
0: they're adding yeah. in slowly. December twelfth, man. It's a really fun game, and I mean, I haven't felt like like I haven't f- playing this game gave me the fa- same feeling that playing Halo One land up with a bunch of my friends, like. That was like that was the first time where I felt like, oh my god, like I'm I'm getting shot. Ah, ah," you know, like yeah, I'm not gonna say I felt afraid, but you, 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 it's very very intense. Yeah, and um, your heart beats out of your chest, and this is the first game since the first Halo that's given me that feeling. So yeah, it coming to Xbox can only be a good thing, I guess.
1: I I do wish they would add some way to connect with a different team. You know, if you're not on the same team, maybe get on the same server somehow. Um, yeah i don't think they've solved that problem but if they eventually do that i think it'd be really cool because you know currently you have the limit of four players and that's it <laughs> and we've had time yeah. we had like what five or six and we couldn't actually get on the same box
0: yeah we had to take turns yeah so that sucked but yeah i'm excited about that man me too you yeah. know uh that's december 12th we have uh incredibles 2 just Noteworthy. It'll be coming out June fifteenth, twenty eighteen. There's just a little treat teaser trailer. It's not really anything to it, but it's just nice to see it finally announced.
1: Yeah, yeah, should be good, man. Should be good. Uh, I just want Frozone to come back. That's it. <laughs> Samuel. Samuel. Yeah, no Samuel, man. Where is my super suit? <laughs> so, man, um, what's going on with the GP Union, man? What do you have? What have you been working on?
0: <coughs> oh my goodness, man! Like. <laughs> I have been not working on that at all. So <laughs> bad carry. Um I just the next couple of weeks I'm gonna be really, 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 really busy. Yeah. Um next week I'm gonna be in Vegas at the Amazon reinvent reinvent um conference that they have. So um they'll probably be making some pretty big announcements. Um one thing I'm hoping they do is announce some sort of blockchain integration with AWS. I feel like that would be amazing. So like that's one thing I'm hoping they do. But I'm really there to learn about AWS and, you know, get my skills up. Cool. Sounds like fun, man. Sounds like fun. But yeah, once I get back, then we'll we'll schedule our next gaming event for after the week after next week, mm-hmm. possibly. So keep your ear to the ground on that. I definitely want to get that turned back up. It just kinda we had the first one, it was a lot of fun, and then I just kinda got lost in the weeds. So
1: Hey man, people got lives, got stuff to do.
0: <laughs> what about you, bro? Oh man,
1: I I won't be taking any trips to Vegas anytime soon. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe one day again, someday. Uh but yeah, uh, you along with John, Kyle, and Andy are on another podcast with me. Uh, it's called the uh, STD Podcast, the Star Trek Discovery. A Star Trek Discovery podcast, and we just got finished covering the fall half of the current first season of Star Trek Discovery. So, uh, guys, if you like Star Trek, are into Star Trek Discovery. I want to know more about it. Maybe you haven't pulled the CBS all access trigger quite yet. Um, give us a listen and maybe we'll get you on board. It's a fantastic series. And we've have been having a bunch of fun uh, <coughs> doing those reviews thus far. So, yeah, you can check that out at uh, STD podcast dot com.
0: <laughs> it's funny you mention it. Like, I know we've caught like, some feedback, if you will, <laughs> over the name. Um, yeah. the only reason I'm even bringing this up is because yesterday me and my wife were watching a show called The Goldbergs. Uh huh. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's freaking hilarious. Is
1: it the one that takes place it, in like the eighties or something?
0: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, there this this girl and her like the daughter and her friend they're walking through the mall, right? And this guy's um he's setting up this um thing where he's like kind of got a booth where he's trying to promote uh video dating, uh-huh. you know, because that was kind of big in the eighties. And, um, basically he gives them some bags and stuff. He's like, do you want this? Um, I love it. It was, um, like a purse or something. And he's like, here, take this to promote, um, I love video dating. And she's like, I'm not wearing a bag that says I love VD. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And this is like, when I saw it, I was like, <laughs> shout out to <this> c d podcast. <laughs> hey man. Hey.
1: We'll make it work. We'll make it work.
0: Dude, like, I'm I'm going to find that clip for you because I almost died laughing. I was like, that's, yeah, that's, it just seemed fitting, I guess. It was funny. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next STD podcast as well. You know, talk about some, well, I won't say what we're going to talk about, but stay tuned.
1: <laughs> just stay tuned, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, anything else, bro?
0: Um... Not really. Uh, Do we want to talk about how we're
1: going to try to uh, up our cadence starting next year?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. We're going to try to bring this thing weekly. You know, it's been a little over a year since we started back doing the podcast, and, you know, it's it's time to get it kicked back up. Oh, yeah. You know, we'll be coming to you weekly, and um, hopefully we can bring some new interesting viewpoints and hopefully talk about a few things that you maybe didn't know about or haven't heard about. Hopefully we can, um, you know inform you on some things
1: yeah yeah definitely love this uh uh hardware focused cast today
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i love feel like uh, i got way too like computer geek on this
1: <laughs> no hey the name of the show is tech Pedition. they know what they're in for
0: <laughs> but yeah man dude i could talk about computer hardware all day though man it's just there's always something new and it's just New and exciting is always around the corner, you know. Whereas with um, console gaming and hardware, it's usually every three or four years you can have a talk about it. But you can literally talk about new video cards every year or new CPUs every year, and it's it's always exciting to me
1: yeah computer hardware is a fun a fun area to be in man like it I mean especially since like mobile devices pretty much fall in that same area these days it's just the, the endless stream of news <laughs> yeah cool cool.
0: well yeah I guess we'll see you guys next week and um you know stay tuned for the grits network and check out some of our other brother I guess brother sibling podcast <laughs> um yeah alright guys have a have <laughs> a good one. I can't Expedition. Expedition. Expedition.
1: Expedition. 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 Expedition.
0: Expedition.
1: Hey, guys, don't miss an episode of the Tech Petition Podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.